Hello and welcome to the Emerging Leaders Podcast, an official podcast of Fisher Homes, where we collect wisdom, strategies, and insights from proven and successful leaders to help you go further and faster as a leader. I'm your host, Tom Hansen. And right out the gate, I just want to say I hope everyone is healthy and safe during this time. I'm currently recording this on March 25th, and we are in the midst of the response to the coronavirus. I don't know about you, but during this time, there has been so much running through my head. Uh, First is obviously the health and safety of my family, my coworkers, myself. I hope everyone is doing well right now. But one of the other things that's going through my head is, what does it look like to be a leader during this time? I think we're all seeing the need and the importance of good leadership. And this is a podcast about leadership, so I wanted to find out. In this episode, I got a chance to speak to Greg Fisher, chairman here at Fisher Homes and ask him his thoughts about leadership during a time like this. Now I want to say right now, right at the beginning, that we are not discussing news, thoughts, or theories about COVID-19. We're actually not discussing the coronavirus at all. And additionally, we're not discussing Fisher Homes management policies or decisions around this whole situation. Um, There's plenty of information out there and if you want more info, I would just direct you to those resources. What fascinates me most about being a leader in this season is there are some unique challenges to leadership. One, the landscape is constantly changing. Oh my gosh, look at where we are now versus where we were a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago. The other one is there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty. We are in uncharted territory and really no one knows exactly what's going to happen next. And the last thing is there's some really tough decisions required of leaders right now. There are case studies of leadership going on all around you, and there's a lot of insights to be gained. So I was able to pose some questions to Greg and gain some great insights from him. Specifically, we talk about how he approaches tough decisions. What's his process for working through difficult situations? And also, we talk about the challenges that Fisher Holmes has endured in the past and how it not only survived, but got better and stronger because of them. It was really striking when Greg listed all the things that Fisher Holmes has gone through in the last 40 years. I don't know, it it made this whole situation seem a little smaller to me. And for me personally, it gave me a lot of hope and courage, so I really appreciated that conversation. And the last thing is Greg shared some thoughts of some innovation opportunities that he already sees for us during this season. So as always, stick around to the end because not only am I going to summarize some of Greg's thoughts, but I'm also going to give you some takeaways to grow as a leader. And with that, I'll just turn it over to Greg. Hey, Greg, thanks for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here, Tom. Awesome. So a uh, quick question, just in light of all the craziness and everything that's going on, how are you doing? How's the family doing? How are your parents doing? How's everyone doing right now? It's good. Yeah, everybody's reacting to it differently. My uh, mom is staying in the house and hanging out with my sister and her kids. Uh, my kids are all working from home. I've been working from home. I'll be coming in tomorrow, though. Um, my kids are all learning to be electronic classroom uh, students. Um, yeah, absolutely. My kids too. <laughs> yeah, and some more successful than others and uh, some teachers more successful than others. But it's kind of interesting watching the whole dynamic. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that, you know, how we or people in our own family maybe having different reactions or everything. So that's that's super relatable. Um, so I'm excited to sit down with you today to talk about leadership, uh, especially leadership in the in the midst of some hardship or adversity. And that's something that really intrigues me. 
your credentials are pretty obvious. I think I looked them up. They're on the outside of the building. The corporate office, I believe, has your uh, name on it. So that gives you a lot of credibility, <laughs> I think. But you are our chairman, and obviously your, fa your family founded Fisher Homes. But could you maybe speak to your current role, what you do day-to-day um, -day for Fisher Homes? Yeah, so I guess I, I serve as the chairman of what I'll call our board, our executive committee. So that in that, I work closely with Bob, Tim, Robert, Paul, Michelle, and Sean. Yeah. Um, and it's all about strategy and uh, setting ourselves up for the long term. Um, big picture thinking is what I do a lot of. Um, okay. You know, I, I set our business up for the long term. Um, it's a cyclical business, so we got to be built to be withstand that. Um, and yeah. we've proven that through several cycles in the past. Um, so cyclical business, could you explain that a little bit? So we ebb and flow with the economy. So that it's no different than the stock market. There's good times to buy and good times to sell. And um, so it's a great time to buy right now in the stock market. Don't take that as advice for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a... Uh, a uh, investment advisor. Well, but, that's another um, that's another podcast. I'm doing. I'll, I'll reach out to you. It's stock advice. Uh, there you go. Yeah, don't do that with me. So we'll, but, we'll do that um, another time. But anyway, I mean, so it, it has a lot to do with how, you, how what decisions you make on the good time in the good times, and that's you know what land you're buying and how much you're buying, and um, that's a very liquidative investment that you can't sell for much when it's when the market's down, and you can sell for a lot when it's high. Um, yeah. You know, make sure our bank financing is set up so that it can withstand cycles and that we have a good balance sheet and good, good amount of cash in the reserves. Two other things. So I'm, I am definitely looking at, we're looking at strategy and especially in the last cycles. But the other thing is culture, um, just making sure, you know, our companies, we're, we do the right thing. We take care of our customers, our vendors, each other. Um, you've heard it all before, under promise, over deliver. And uh yeah we should feel good about coming into work every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So um, can you walk me through a typical work day? What does that look like for you? I mean, there is no typical work day for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I seek a lot of input from outside the industry. Uh, so I spend a lot of time meeting and networking with others that might be operating other businesses looking for new inputs. Uh, you know, Tom and I, you and I have worked quite a bit talking about different types of training and what other industries are doing for training. And um, I'm always looking for outside feedback because I think we can tend to get too uh, narrow in our in our views. Um, so Absolutely, take, take, take that as a critical role. So, you know, I, I spend time sitting on uh, the Cincinnati Regional Business Committee or the Chamber of Commerce, or I'm in an organization called YPA. So I spend some time in some of that, and then I spend yeah. time working with our team and. Uh, I like to look when there's a gap. I like to try to fill it uh, for the yeah. time being, and then when, once it's filled, I can go move on to the next gap. So yeah, it, it ebbs and flows a lot. That's really great. I you know we went through you know right now we're going through cultural index, and that's a big part of what we're doing as an organization. But there's a lot of those kind of personality assessments and things like that, and so many of them speak to the need in an organization or the need in a leader, especially. Uh, to kind of be someone who can keep their head above the fray. You know, when a lot of people have their head down and they're working hard, uh, can someone keep their head up and look to where we're going and making sure we're going the right direction and that we're using the right strategies and being as, as effective as possible. So I think that's, that's really great. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, so 
What is something surprising about your role that few people know or understand? So I, I think one of the things that might be surprising is, you know, I do miss being in operations and having a team to work with closely every day. Um, yeah. I, I work closely with Bob and Tim, and but mostly they prefer to be not involved in what they're doing. <laughs> they, <laughs> they like that, you know, they want to go run their business and I appreciate that. And so often I have to tell myself to get out of the way. Um, and so I do miss, you know, working with the division and being tightly involved with the customer. And some may hard find this hard to believe, but I'll call that a sacrifice that I have to uh, wow. let people go do that. Yeah. Wow. I can appreciate that. So in light of our current climate and this craziness that's going around, um, you know, one thing that has just really struck me is that every leader has got a chip on their shoulder, has got a weight on them right now in terms of leading an organization and try through uncertainty, through adversity, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so you as a leader, what do you feel like um, prepares you or prepared you to make tough decisions like that or make decisions in the light of uncertainty or diversity? So uh, I'll, I'll lean on Tim a little bit. One of the things he works on a lot is with data and yeah. let the data guide you, right? And I, I agree with him on that. Experience is important. Um, you know, I'm relatively young for this role, but I've uh, been around our business for a long time and seen a lot of uh, cycles and uh, seek advisors, um, take opportunities to educate yourself and learn more about history. It all repeats itself. One of the things you mentioned, the uh, the cultural index, uh, one of the things that it drives my wife nuts is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a super emotional guy. <laughs> and uh, so trying to take the emotion out of it and be more scientific. And I think that kind of fits me as an engineer too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. And so, so being very data oriented, following the data, do you have anything else that you would call your process? So what, what could you advise other aspiring leaders in a in a process-oriented way to work through a tough decision. So, so again, I'm a, I'm a civil engineer by school, right? And yeah. uh, there, there's a very, there's a scientific method, right? It's the first, and I'd say the most important part of a tough decision is defining what the problem is. And I think te we tend to want to get too small yeah. in, a, in a problem. And in reality, it's something bigger that might be the cause. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, to, to act, you may start small, but look bigger. Um, scientific method, you brainstorm possible, you find the problem, you brainstorm possible solutions, you get the team involved, seek input, uh, going back to that personality profile, I'm a debater. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I spend a lot of time uh, talking through talking through it with people. Yeah. I also spend a lot of time outlining potential outcomes. Do you feel like ever in your experience, you've seen leaders go aggressively after a problem, but really miss it? Like you talked about how you might be missing the problem, might be smaller, might be bigger than your perspective right now. And it's important to gather all the data first. Have you ever seen that go wrong? Have you ever seen leaders really attack something and then completely miss the mark because they weren't slowing down and understanding the problem fully? Yes, I, I can think of an example, um, but it's not related to our business necessarily. But yeah, I've been spending a lot of time. One of my side gigs has been uh, working on some transportation solutions and problems. And yeah, I seventy five in local in Cincinnati here in the Brent Spence Bridge has been a pinch point for decades. Yeah, 
and actually it was my father that figured it out that uh, really the problem isn't about this one pinch point it's about the amount of regional through traffic coming through there right and so we, everybody's lobbying about this new bridge new bridge new bridge and in reality the new bridge is only one small minor pinch point along the whole corridor wow um, so Interesting. again i won't get into all the solutions and what the I, i'm not going to pretend i know the solution but i think that it was a challenge in how they uh how they define the problem and got, got i'd say they got micro focused yeah it's, and it, one of the, the big things about uh, making a tough decision is you don't want to rush to a conclusion. Um, you need to let it. It's been even watching this in the past few years for me. The answer will come to you with a little time. In, in this case, you know we we don't know exactly what's going to happen. You know, there's a lot moving. It's moving around very quickly. Um, we're all learning stuff every day. But to some extent, we just got to react. Keep our nose down. Keep doing what we've been doing, and. and let it work itself out a little bit to figure out how we're going to move forward. Yeah. You know, that really reminds me, um, you know, one of my favorite uh, business writers is Jim Collins, you know, uh, good to great. So, you know, all of those kind of books, they're built to last. And one of the things that he talks about with decision-making in groups and organizations is basically encouraging, I think what you're saying, which is let's just slow down. Let's just get all the information before we react emotionally or we miss the mark because we don't have all the information things like that so i think that's great and if anyone wants to read more about that jim collins speaks a lot about that but you know that you brought it up so the challenges that we're facing you know i think all of us can maybe relate to there are lots of things going through our minds as we process the current climate of things right now um but one of those one of those uh you know streams of thought in my head is Fisher Homes, what does it mean for Fisher Homes? What perspective can we gain uh, from our business and industry, given what we've seen? So have you ever seen Fisher Homes go through a challenging season or uh, climate in the past? And what was that? Well, I'd say there's new challenges every day. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're little. If you're not challenged every day, you're not looking hard enough. That could be as simple as we need to train more people or train better, right? And that's yeah. a challenge that we are looking for continuous, constant improvement. So we should always be looking for challenges. Um, when I look historically, the last, when we started the business, it was 1980. I looked it up the other day. We were at 18% mortgage rate, interest rates in 1980. Jeez. I can't even understand what a payment would look like with an 18% interest payment, right? 18% interest, uh, wow. So that, that was the day we started. <laughs> yeah. So we saw this market, it was resetting, and my, my father, fortunately, decided to go after it. Yeah. Um, so we were born in a challenging environment. Wow. But we've had, we had just, you know, as a kid, I didn't remember all this stuff. But, so I was three years old then. But in <laughs> the early 90s, we had a recession. Um, we had 9-11. I was in sales when 9-11 happened. Wow. The, uh, we had a major challenge, and this was kind of unique to us, but we had the, the raid from ICE and uh, a case of prosecutorial abuse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which uh, we have that book on the bookshelf in the library at, at uh, I did see that in the HR yeah. library, so I'd recommend reading it. But that was a case where we had to uh, it tested us, um, followed 
that by the 2008 housing crisis. And I think we hear that story a lot. Even I think it, it's in our uh, recruiting messages and with our team and how we work through that. Even more recently, we had the, uh, you know, we were talking about it was a different type of challenge, but labor shortages and how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. Um, so, and, and now we're dealing with the pandemic, right? And yeah. It's uh, certainly not something we expect. That was one of the things I this one certainly taught me is you never know where it's going to come from. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh. But. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the things about being around for 40 years is, Oh my gosh, you, we have seen a lot. So again, from a, from my point of view and my perspective and where I, I sit today, uh, my, my son spent a little time in the Boy Scouts, certainly didn't escalate very high, but one of the things they always talked about was always be prepared. Yeah. Um, and I, we are. And we've been uh, set up for this and we've been talking about it for years. One thing was surprising is I certainly didn't know where it was going to come from, but we knew at some point something would happen. Um, but we're ready. Um, and this time we, we, we need to do the right thing. And these past challenges, they all passed. They're all going to, this one will pass just like the other ones did. Always look for the silver lining and the new opportunities. Uh, they're coming from different perspectives everywhere. Keep your eyes open. Have um, empathy for others. Uh, we had it good. Take care of your neighbors. Um, and then again, history repeats itself. Be aware of it and watch it. And learn from it. Just, I know it's really early and no one knows, no one knows what the future holds or what's going to happen. Um, but at least in the immediate, are you seeing any opportunities for growth or, um, evolution for Fisher Homes in the light of our current challenge right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it a lot. So this is a major shock to the world, right? Yeah. And this is, we're th almost three months in for the first time we even started talking about this. And look at how differently our life is working today, right? Yeah. So it's a major shock to the world. Um, it's going to change how we live, work, and play. It certainly has now. And I think even after this is all done, uh, it, it's going to change. So, you know, we're living in our homes a lot more than we were used to. Yeah. We're, we're getting, it, they're getting new use, new and different uses. We're much closer to them. We're shopping in them. We're cooking in them. We're learning in them and we're working in them. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. um, you know, it's funny. Uh, one of our associates, I'll, I really appreciated the uh, conversation, but you know, he was a little slow to turning on his uh, camera because he was working out of his basement, and which I, I, I com I'm working it out of my basement as we speak. Um, but he, uh, the basement was not finished or anything like that. But I bet he'd love to finish his basement or move into a nice, pretty house right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I, I think uh, that a lot of people are learning and adjusting what their priorities are. Um, and I yeah, think, we had a uh, we had a fuse uh, class recently, and one of the associates for their uh, fuse model of selling question was, uh, "Oh, and can't you see yourself quarantined in this home?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty exactly. So again, people, we talk in your training. You talk about the pain funnel, and yeah. uh, they are experiencing new pain, and uh, the home is playing a bigger role in their life today. So wow. I think that's a big opportunity for us. It's changing how we work. Uh, yeah. You know, me and you were sitting here on a video conference. We're relying on technology more for communication and collaboration, which I think is a very positive thing. We're having less meetings, which I think is a good thing. 
there yeah. are opportunities that we probably need to lean and figure out where the important parts are cl of collaboration are. And my guess is we're under collaborating right now. So we probably need to lean into finding that balance. But we've always been a forward-leaning home builder, uh, from my perspective anyway, especially in technology. But I think it, this is an opportunity to bring some of our other vendors and um, organizations that we lean on along with us. I've heard some great stories about how some of our permit authorities, for example, are allowing us to go electronic. This is stuff that our permitting team's been working on for years to try to get more people to do it. But now, guess what? The permit groups don't want to see us because they're trying to keep their social distancing. And now they're taking electronic permits. And hopefully they're going to find out how good this is working and they won't ever undo that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're talking about people talking about electronic closings and adjustments and how we're doing appraisals and we're making headway on it. Now that doesn't mean it's all going to fix overnight. And there's a lot of steps, for example, closings, there's a lot of legal steps and things that have to happen at the various states and financing and all that. But, but this is a, a time to talk about how important it is and make it work towards making that so much better. And I really think there's some opportunities to really enhance the value for our customers and uh, make us operate more efficiently. Yeah, you know, that saying, uh, the thing that has rung in my head over and over again during this time is necessity is the mother of invention, you know, where mm -hmm. I feel like so many industries and so many workers have been just forced, like, boom, you have to do what you're doing in a whole new way and figure it out immediately. You know, there's no lag time. There's no, you know, uh, you know there's no ramping up. It's like right now, do it. Like my kid's school. Um, they are actively working on new ways to reach the kids daily, um, right. which is really interesting. My daughter was on a, I don't know, some kind of social media thing with the teacher and other kids and everything. And, and that was not something they were doing a month ago. Right. Uh, but, you know, my daughter seems to really like it, you know, and I think, I think you're right. You know, we will get through this time and it will be interesting what life will look like uh, after the fact. But, you know, I think we're forced to grow and we're growing in this time of challenge. And I think that's going to stick for the long term. Yep. Uh, I told my kids that, that I'm going to bet they never see a snow day again. Which is kind of awful thinking about, but <laughs> oh, <that is laughs> when true. they can just flip the switch on, they'll, they'll probably have more days where they work from home when it, there's a frost out, and uh, but they'll be doing it from home more often. Oh, so man. See. Yeah, I never, I did not think about that yet. You're, I bet you're right. right. But hey, you know, they'll have a, they'll never have delayed uh, summer breaks anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's yep. very, very good. We were um, just talking about other things we can learn. I mean, one of the things, like I said, I think what we can do most today is really focus on the job we've been doing and uh, do yeah. it, do it as efficiently as we can. Uh, but I also see, you know, in the horizon that we're going to have some, we'll probably have some time to, uh, really dig into the projects we've been working on. And Tom, you're an example, again, working on your electronic training. Yeah. Um, this is going to provide a different opportunity to drive some of these projects we've been working on much further along. Yeah. And I think that really sets us up for the, the growth curve again. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to taking on and pushing through a lot of that. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's just a, a great quality to that aspiring leaders can seek to grow in is, you know, can we find the opportunity in hardship, in challenge, in difficulty? Um, I think 
you know, two words that have come to mind a lot is hope and courage. We need to have hope and we need to have courage in this time. But, but you're right. I, I, that was really encouraging to hear about all of the challenges, all the different things that Fisher Holmes has dealt with in 40 years and how each of those things has made Fisher Holmes uniquely better and stronger um, and a great place to work. So that's great. Well, that's a, that's a great place to end our convo today. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. I really appreciate you sitting down with me and uh, I feel like I got a lot out of this convo. So I really appreciate your time. I'm a little disappointed he didn't ask me any of the questions. I was completely <laughs> prepared for the penguin and the Sabrera. We're ready for <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm going to give you the answer for the penguin and sombrero. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So, so a penguin walks in wearing a sombrero. What is he? What? Uh, what's the question? You got it down. I forget. That's <laughs> like you caught me off guard. With it. It's what does he say or something like that? Yeah. What does he say and why is he here? Well, I was just going to say his name has to be Patron. Okay. So, okay. and all I can think of is tequila and ice. There right. you go. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> you got me. You busted. All right. There you go. So now that that's out of the bag and that's a known question, I'm sure you're going to have to find a new one, right? Yeah, that's right. Because exactly right. yeah, I, I recorded those for the first three episodes. Uh, uh, just so everyone knows, there is one more episode in the, in the log coming out uh, without anyone having heard that. But now I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to change that for sure. that's good I appreciate the time Tom all right thank you Greg wow that was great let me give you a couple takeaways number one is how are you using data to inform your decisions you know obviously we're dealing with a very unique situation in our culture and in our world right now but leaders deal with difficulties all the time And I think we're faced with uncertainty all the time, and we have to make tough decisions all the time. And Greg gave us some great insights on how to use data to help you make those decisions better. Slowing down, getting a better perspective, getting input, whether that's input from research or meeting with people and asking for their insights or advice. How are you doing that? Do you have a rhythm for doing that? Think about any decisions that you have coming up. How can you seek out some data to make those decisions better. The second thing is, as Greg talked about, necessity is the mother of invention. Right now, a lot of us are having to get creative with our work. How can you find newer and better ways to do your job? You know, hardship is challenging for sure, but leaders have this ability to get their head above the fray and see the opportunities there. Greg is a big picture thinker, but you can do that on a micro scale in your current job. I don't know about you, but in my industry, in the training industry, I am getting bombarded with newsletters and emails and resources of people who have found ways to take this hardship and difficulty and innovate and find something new and creative and more efficient. Now's the time to do that. I think if you're a leader right now, you are putting your eyes out there for something on the horizon that will make you a better worker, a better leader, a better person. Because now's the time. Necessity is the mother of invention. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Huge favor to ask. Please like, follow, subscribe to this podcast on whatever device you're listening to it on. And please review it. Give it a five-star review. Really appreciate that. Also, keep your eyes out for any upcoming events that we have for Emerging Leaders. Obviously, we're having to get creative right now. 
Um, but we're, we are actively thinking of ways that we can help you grow as a leader. And that's all I have for you, folks. Stay tuned for the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.